give Mike Espinoza a big hand. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Les. It's awesome to be back, to be here again, to be able to share with you guys. And we're just going to continue on our series on agape love. And uh, the subject for today is uh, forgiving myself. And, and you've been hearing that a lot already this morning, uh, how to forgive myself, how to move forward, how to leave the past behind us, and, uh, and move forward. So I want to encourage everybody, if you have paper, pen, you want to take down some notes, uh, on your phone, if you don't have anything, on your arm, whatever it is, there's going to be a lot of good stuff you want to write down. Uh, maybe some quotes that you might want to tweet or post later on. There's a lot of good stuff. So um, we're actually going to, I'm going to dive right in because it's a lot, um, but I'm going to try to make it short. So if you have your Bibles, go t- turn to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. And it says, brothers, I do not consider yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, pressing on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, pressing towards Moving forward. Some people can't move forward, or maybe you or I can't move forward because of the simple fact that we cannot forgive ourselves. I feel I don't deserve it. And the enemy does a great job to remind us every day of our errors our mistakes, our past, our choices that we've made. And I love what, what, what Paul says here, forgetting what's behind. Got to forget what's behind and got to focus on the future, focus on moving forward. But it's harder said than, it's, it's, it's easier said than done, Right? One way to look at it, and, and, and unforgiveness, I'm not talking about forgiving someone else. I'm talking about forgiving yourself, is, is it doesn't matter how big the situation or the fault is. If you're holding on to unforgiveness, self-unforgiveness, it starts weighing you down. It starts weighing you down. Imagine, imagine this water is your unforgiveness. All your mistakes, all your past, imagine it's this water, okay? So I'm going to fill this cup of water, and I'm just going to hold it. I'm going to hold on to this unforgiveness. I could hold it here for a couple hours, right? This is my unforgiveness. I can't forget about the past, the choices that I've made, the people that I've hurt, okay? Or maybe the things that have happened to me. Whether you were the perpetrator or you were the victim, I can't let go of it, and I'm holding on to it. I can hold on to it for a couple hours, 
in this same position, in the same arm. Try holding it for a couple days. What's going to happen to my arm? Yeah, start getting a little tired. Okay. Try holding on to this same cup of water for a couple weeks without moving it, without putting it down. What's going to happen to my arm? It's going to get a little bit more tired, sore. If I hold it here for a couple months, what about a couple years? Has there been more water added onto this cup? Has the weight of this cup changed? It hasn't changed. But I'm holding on to it. I'm not letting go because I don't, I don't deserve to be forgiven for my choices. I don't deserve to be forgiven for the mistakes that I've made. And so I hold on to it and I carry it with me everywhere that I go. The weight hasn't changed. There's, it's not a bigger cup, it's not more water, but I'm just holding on to it. I take it with me everywhere I go. Eventually, this arm's going to feel like it's going to fall off. I can't anymore. So, you ask yourself, how can I let go of that weight? How can I forgive myself? Paul says it right there in Philippians, forgetting what's behind and focus on what lies ahead. We have to forget about it. Forget about it. If you're going to move toward, forward towards uh, your God-given destiny and experience that love, that true love, that agape love that God has for you, you have to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Maybe, maybe it was your fault. Maybe you made some choices in life. You've lost some relationships, maybe a job, maybe a family. Maybe it wasn't your fault. Maybe you were the victim of something. And that sent a message as well, that I'm not lovable, that I don't deserve it. I don't deserve God's love. Maybe it was a personal loss. Maybe it wasn't something that you did or something that happened to you. It was just a loss. And some way, somehow, you feel guilty. You feel that it was your responsibility, and you can't let go of that. You cannot let go of that. I love, and again, I love what, what Paul says. You got to forget about it. You got to forget about it and focus on the future. A lot of these things, many things in life, we will not forget about it. We've all experienced difficult times. We've all been hurt by others. We've all made mistakes that we regret, choices that we regret. But have we forgiven ourselves? Maybe we'll never forget, but have we forgiven ourselves? So I know I want to live in victory. I, I, I want to advance in life. Does anybody here want to advance in life? Does anybody here want freedom from their, for themselves? Freedom in their marriage, in their relationships, in their careers, in their emotions, and move forward towards their God-given destiny? Then you have to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Don't focus 
on your mistakes. Don't focus on the past. You got to focus on what lies ahead. Focus on the future. And I want to give you six keys, six points very important that you want to jot down on steps that you could take towards forgiving yourself and receiving that agape love, receiving that love that God has for you. The first one I want to share with you is you have to calculate your, if it's a false fault, meaning it's not your fault, or if it's my fault, and or if it's a personal loss. So step number one is you have to calculate, you have to analyze what you're feeling. Is it really your fault? Is it false fault? Is it true false? Or is it just a personal loss? And I'm going to give you some examples. False fault. Has anybody here ever started reading a book that didn't finish it? I know I have several times. You get excited about a book, you buy the book, the auto book, whatever, and you start it, don't finish it, right? Feel bad about it. Guess what? It's not a sin. It's not a sin. Has anybody ever bought something expensive? Ladies, a purse, a jacket, maybe a boat. They say that the man, a man's happiest day in his life is when he buys a boat, when he buys a boat, and the second happiest day of his life is when he sells that boat. <laughs> Have you ever bought something expensive and you never use it? And you feel bad, it was expensive, you could have done something better with that money. Guess what? It's not a sin. That's false fault. It's not a sin. Maybe it's something a little bit more serious. Maybe a soldier in combat, protecting, serving, protecting his nation, protecting his family, protecting his brothers, kills a man, kills the enemy, and carries that shame and that guilt for taking someone else's life, even if it was the enemy. That's also false fault. Maybe it was your fault. Maybe you made a choice. And now you have to pay the consequence. For example, driving under the influence. You made a choice. Maybe you caused a collision. Maybe you took someone's life. That's your fault. Maybe it's just a personal loss. You had nothing to do with it, but it's a personal loss, okay? We have to forget about it and move forward. So some people feel worse about what they lost than the choices they made. Some people are more hurt and more focused on what they don't have in their life anymore than the actual choices that they made. So step number one is you have to calculate what it is that you're carrying, what it is that you're feeling. Is it my fault? Or, for example, like reading a book. It's not a sin. It's not your fault. Okay? Or is it just a personal loss? 
So that's step number one. You have to calculate what it is that you're feeling. Step number two is you have to recognize and confess your sins to Jesus. Recognize and confess your sins or your faults. 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. 1 John chapter 8 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not with us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our and it will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Friends, he's already done that. Jesus already died in the cross for your sins. All he wants us to do is go to him and say, I messed up again. Forgive me. Go to him with a pure heart. I messed up again. I want to change. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. And he says it right here. Confess your sins and he will forgive you and purify you of all unrighteousness. But even then, it's still hard to forgive myself. If he's already said it here that he forgives us, who am I not to forgive myself? Am I a higher judge than God? Am I bigger than God? Do I have more authority than God? No. But he's already said it here that he, he'll forgive us and purify us. But I can't forgive myself because I don't deserve it. Mm. So step number two is we have to recognize and confess our sins. Step number three is we have to forgive myself. I got to forgive myself. Step number three is forgive myself. Matthew chapter 22 verse 39 says, and the second is like this, talking about the Ten Commandments. Love yourself, love your neighbor as yourself. How can I love my neighbor if I don't love myself? See, every time Jesus was saying to forgive those who persecute us, forgive those who have offended us, that means I got to forgive myself too. Because so many times do I put guilt in charge of myself, and I want to blame the enemy. Oh, the enemy keeps on reminding me, but sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it's just myself. I don't deserve it. I feel that I've done more wrong than right in my life. So I don't deserve to be loved. I don't deserve to be forgiven. So when he's talking about the Ten Commandments here and he's saying, forgive your neighbor, love your neighbor as you love yourself, you got to love yourself. That means you got to forgive yourself. And when the enemy, when the, and when I'm mad at myself, when I feel I can't forgive myself, Jesus is saying, love yourself. Love yourself. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 to 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 says, I, carry, I, I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. 
It is the Lord who judges me. If Jesus already paid the ultimate price for your sins and has forgiven me, who am I not to forgive myself? Yeah, the enemy and the world is quick to remind us of our sins, of our mistakes. And he said it right here in 1 Corinthians. I don't even judge myself. I, don't, I care very little if any human court judges me. I know the Lord judges me. And the Lord is my heavenly father who's paid everything, who's given up everything for me. So step number four to forgiving myself and living in that agape love is restore the damage I did. You got to restore the damage that you did. Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 through 24. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 says, Therefore, if you are offering with your gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled with your brother, then come and offer your gift. So if it's your fault, you broke a trust, it's our responsibility to go fix that damage. Now, I want to make this also clear. You might be forgiven, or you might not be forgiven. You might be able to repair it. You might not be able to repair it. But that is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to go and fix the damage that you made. They might take you back. They might not. You might lose a relationship. Or you might not. But that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility when you've, when you've perpetrated something, when you've damaged something, is to go and make things right. You're, you're not responsible for their reactions. Your, your responsibility is to go and repair so step number step number number four was restore and damage and, and re, go and restore the damage I made. Step number five is accepting myself. Accept myself. Part of loving myself is accepting myself, accepting who I am. Psalms. Chapter 139, verse 14, David says this. He says, I praise you, I, I, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. This is David. I can give you a whole list of things that he did, how he fell, his sins, you're talking about a man who slept with another woman, another man's wife, got her pregnant, tried to cover it up, couldn't cover it up. So then he sends this man to go be killed in the front of, of, of battle, in the front line. That's just one. This is David who failed numerous times, yet he was known as the man after God's own heart. 
And he accepted himself. He went, he, he confessed his sins to God with a pure and honest heart. Try to repair the damage that he made. But even when he was successful or not successful with repairing what he did, he still accepted himself. And he said, God, Lord, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. David, after all that he did. So I want to give you some examples really quick. What accepting yourself looks like. What things we have to accept about us. Accepting yourself does not mean that you are a finished product. Accepting yourself does not mean that you are a finished product. Accepting yourself does not mean that you could, you're, you could continue in your sinful ways. It does not mean that you could continue in your sinful ways. Accepting yourself does not mean that you're stuck spiritually and that you're going to be, remain there for the rest of your life. Accepting yourself does not mean that you have all the maturity and all the knowledge that you're supposed to have already. This is me. I know it all already. That's not what accepting yourself is. Accepting yourself does not mean you have to accept your current situation. It's a difference. You might be going through something difficult right now. Financially. In your life, personal life, spiritually, physically, you have to accept yourself. Doesn't mean you have to accept your current situation. Accepting yourself is different than approval. Just because you accept yourself or you accept something doesn't mean you have to approve of it. For example, accept the parents that God gave you. You didn't choose them. Those are your parents. You might not always agree. (laughs) You might not always agree with what they say or with what they do, but they're your parents. Accept them. Accept the difficult times that you have gone through, even the painful ones, even the ones where maybe you were the victim. You have to accept that about you. You have to accept your calling. This is the calling that God put me in. Accept it. Embrace it. This one's for me. Accept the fact that maybe you're single. Accept who you married. And the room got a little bit more silent, so I'm going to move on. (laughs) Accept the fact that God made you a man. Accept the fact that God made you a woman. Accept the children that you have. You didn't choose them. The Bible says that they're a gift from heaven. They're your children. Accept your limitations. Know when to say yes and when to say no. Saying no, it's not a bad thing. Accept your limitations. Accept your personality. Accept your personality. I know, I know people that are, that are, it's hard for them to show emotions. 
You could say maybe they're dry. Maybe because you're, you're not an expressive person or an emotional person, it doesn't mean you have to be rude. It doesn't mean you can't be kind. So accept your personality. Accepting yourself is how you will truly be able to forgive yourself and move towards your God-given destiny. Accept yourself. And the last point that I want to share with you is this. I must identify myself as a child of God. I must identify myself as a child of God. Romans 8, verse 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good for all those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I'm a child of God. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I trust you, God, because you are my heavenly father. Does anybody here have kids? Yeah. Does anybody here have kids who have made mistakes before? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Does anybody here work with their kids to teach them so that they don't make the same mistakes, so that they learn, so that they grow, they mature? so that they don't fall again. It's the same thing with our Heavenly Father. That's how he works it all for our good. I remember as a young kid, I was very, very, very young, uh, riding a bicycle um, out on the street with my friends. I wanted to hang out with them, and and I didn't know how to ride a bicycle, but I had this bike, and I took it out for a ride because I wanted to uh, ride with my friends. And I remember falling and busting my knee right open. The whole skin just right here just open, right? And I'm on the ground. I'm crying. I'm holding my knee. You know, and my dad comes out and, you know, my dad is known for being a a man's man, a macho man, you know, men don't cry type of guy. And my dad comes out and he comes at me with a tenderness heart, with a tender heart to clean my wounds, to pick me back up to tell me it's going to be okay. Shows me how to ride a bicycle. A few years later, shows me how to ride even a motorcycle, and I've been riding motorcycles ever since. And guess what? Your heavenly father, God, does the same thing when you make a mistake. He's not mad at you. If anything, he cries when you cry. He's sad when you're sad. He's tender when you are tender. When you fall and you have a wound, he's going to come to heal that wound, to cover it up. And he says, it's okay. You've fallen. Let's get up. Let's try it again. That's your heavenly father. And friends, it's easier said than done, forgiving yourself. But it's a process. It's a process. It might take a few days. It might take a few weeks, months. It might take years. And to be completely honest with you, that's there in an area of my life where God is still working in my life. Because it's easier for me to forgive others. It's easier for me to forgive those who have hurt me, offended me. But when I make a mistake, Mike, you should have known better. Mike, you shouldn't have done that. 
And it's harder for, to forgive myself than it is to forgive others. But I got to recognize what I'm feeling. I have to go to God and ask for forgiveness if it's something that I did, that it was my fault. I got to accept myself. This is who I am. Doesn't mean I'm a finished product. Doesn't mean I can continue making the same mistakes. And then I have to recognize that I am a child of God. And even when I mess up, somehow, some way, he's going to use it for my good. And he's going to use it to bless me and to bless others. So my encouragement to you today is, what is it that you're holding on to? What self-unforgiveness are you still holding on to that you haven't been able to put down? How many years have you been carrying that? How much longer are you going to continue to carry this? If I hold this cup for months, imagine years, oh my gosh, my arm's going to feel like it's going to fall off. And this is just a cup of water. I want you to reflect what is it that you haven't let go of? What does this cup of water represent for you? And how much longer are you going to continue to carry it? Because if my arm were to fall apart because of this cup of water, what is it that you're holding on to, that you're carrying? That load, that unforgiveness, that's much heavier than a cup of water. I think, I think God wants to set you free today. I truly think God is saying, put the cup down. Put the cup down, because I've forgiven you already. I want you to know that I'm not mad at you. Your sins have been covered, have been forgiven already. I forgot about your sins already when I forgave you. Why do you keep on reminding me of your sins? Receive that true love. Receive that agape love that God has for you. But sometimes we say to ourselves, no, God, I don't deserve it. I'm going to carry it with me because I don't deserve it. That's not what your heavenly father is saying. He wants you to put it down. Give it to him. Recognize what it is that you're carrying. If it's your fault, then go and ask for forgiveness. Go to your father and ask for forgiveness. He's not mad at you. If it's your fault, go and try to repair that damage. And you might not get the response that you're looking for, but you're being obedient to God. And accept yourself. You are who you are. This is the way God wired you. Accept yourself. You're not a finished product. God still has more for you. But God is asking, leave it. Leave it at the altar. You're done with it. Does anybody receive that word today? Yes. All right.